stop goal! And... It's over! They've done it! Evans has done it! Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Woods Four Quarters, a Harlequins podcast. My name's Will and as always I'm joined by my cousin Michael in the embers of Friday night's win against Newcastle Falcons. Mike, how are you doing, mate? Getting past my bedside, miss, mate. What are we, quarter past ten on a Friday night? I think this is the latest we've ever done a podcast and also the earliest we've ever done it in the week. So hopefully we get out of a Monday morning. Yeah, the endorphins were high. We just simply had to do it. A big win. A Big huge win. win. We will, of course, get into it in great depth shortly. Unfortunately, because we are doing it on a Friday night, it means we will miss the rest of the weekend's league action. But as yeah, we but sit here, we can do we some like of the league so as stop we sit here. As it stands, we're sitting top, and we can do some sort of look forward predictions and see what everything else thinks is going to happen. But... I'm extremely excited about the three word reviews. We've already had half an hour's worth of three word reviews. They're all brilliant this week. They are all so good. They are all so accurate. Some of them are very funny, and I can't wait to get <laughs> them as well. So thank you for sending those in. It's a brilliant edition that we enjoy doing every single week. To start off, should we talk about this week? What's well, this week? it's this week has been my last week, and obviously I think quite a few people have been back to work, but given the... Myself the, included. Yeah, given the nature of my work, I've had this week off, which has been really nice. Um Back to hockey last night with a bit of pre-season, um, played a little bit of golf. Um, I also went on Tuesday night, I took myself to go and watch Brighton West Ham at London Stadium. Um, I don't want to upset any potential West Ham fans out there, but you might agree. It's not a particularly good place to watch. It's You don't you need a telescope to see anything. You're so far away, the atmosphere is not very good because everyone's so spaced out. But maybe I was just comparing it to the... yeah. Thing that I will... game, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. The, like, the 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 sporting event that I went to live before that was big game, so maybe I was just um, riding those coattails. But you, you also yeah. did witness a nil nil, which was quite the opposite. Yeah, to we should we should have beaten them two. Boston. I know we should have beaten them two or three nil. Missed a header in the first half, and then bottled a couple of chances. But that was my Tuesday night. But yeah, in between that, a little bit. Of you, yeah, first in about twenty games, I think, which is crazy. Yeah, but that's about twenty years. But yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, it's Blue Monday coming up, isn't it? So when everyone listens to this on Monday morning, when when we get it out, it'll be the most depressing day of the year, Blue Monday. What a horrible time. But yeah. the weekend has been saved because we've already won on a Friday night. So yeah, other than that, mate, I'm all good. Yeah, and hopefully we're joining you now. And as you either commute to work, enjoy your lunch, or commute home from work, we hope we're improving your Blue Monday. <laughs> No, it's not Blue Monday when this comes out. Yeah, this is the yeah, it is. This will be the is first. It? Yeah, because Blue Monday was the last Monday of January. Because no, it's, it's the, the skin. No, it's the first. It's the first like back to work one. I think. I think it's like the most. Yeah, I, I think always so. Thought it was the last Monday in January before payday. Oh, I don't know. I always thought it was this one because it's the first well, one that everyone's back to work at. Because it's that. What... If anyone listening actually knows. Yeah. Either way, Mondays are never fun. Um, <laughs> so that that was your week. I imagine you did plenty of prep for our live podcast in Cardiff coming up this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be mega, isn't it? I genuinely cannot wait. It's been. Uh, I mean, we've been talking about it internally for about a year or two, and we've sort of said that we do it here and we'll try and do something there. But actually, we've now got it. Well. A week away as of t- as of tomorrow. So this time next week, I'll be getting home from work. I'll be sort of eating a nice meal. I'll be sat at home twiddling my thumbs, ready to get up on Saturday morning and get the train down to Cardiff. Yeah, lovely work. It's going to be a horrible week as well because of the tube strikes. 
Um, yeah, Jesus. Do, but I don't do, think do, they're do, going to affect because we get to Paddington at Saturday morning. So I don't think I think they'll be done by then. Yeah, no. We're, we're, I mean, I'd like to think that. <laughs> otherwise, it, otherwise you could drive to Cardiff. Yeah, I think they're just bluffing us. I think Monday to Friday is quite extreme. Maybe they'll call it a day off the Thursday. Who knows? But we should be fine by Saturday. Should be fine. For those that need a reminder, five o'clock at Tiny Rebel Bar in Cardiff. That is your arrival time. The live podcast in collaboration with Stoop Live will kick off at 5.30, running through till approximately 6.30 before we all kind of saunter across the road to Cardiff Arms Park. It will be myself, it will be Mike, it will be resident Welshman Dave Rogers, who is also on comms that day, actually. Yeah. So we better not keep him out too late. (laughs) Um, And also... I don't know if we've announced this yet, but special guest will be Luke Northmore. Yeah, boy, Luke Northmore. Couldn't be a more perfect person, could he? Went to uni in Cardiff, current Quinns player, and he is fresh off the back of our Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah. We didn't speak about that because we, we the bath episode, did well, we? Well, this is what it means. Should, should we tell the story? Yes. yes. Okay, so, so obviously we have a uh, group of mates, a Quinns firm. And that we sit in together with the South Dan and D Rogers obviously part of that as well, the South Dan boys. But uh, we have like a a Christmas lunch every year. We tried to get a golf day in this year, but calendars got squashed. And we all did a secret Santa this year. So I got a Christmas bauble with a photo from our last year's Christmas lunch, which also featured Jamie Archer, ex uh, big game pre match, (laughs) whatever it was. Um, There was a couple of phone cases coming up with some Quinn stuff. I got one of the boys um, some stuff from the Wimbledon Brewery because he loves it, apparently. Um, and then your secret Santa was sort of delayed because we weren't quite sure. And <laughs> you didn't even tell me you'd been texting Luke Northmore saying, oh, mate, I know you're injured. I'm not sure whether you're sort of up for a few beers and a bit of an afternoon nosing off some Quinn's chat. And he is obviously very paddy with Dave Rogers. Dave's watched him do a lot of you know, Bucks Super Rugby, and I think he's also teaching Luke guitar, so they've obviously been uh, been in loads of contact the last few weeks, and uh, he came for lunch, or a few beers, so uh, we, we tapped him up at that point, and he's going to come and be our live guest at the live show in Cardiff, which is so funny. You know what, mate? I couldn't believe how quickly he replied on Twitter when I messaged him, <laughs> asking if he wanted to come. I sort it's- of... Sent out maybe, a speculative. Maybe it was just wait, wait, waiting for the invite, waiting by the waiting by the front door for his <laughs> for his letter from Hogwarts. Well, so the first thing I did was I thought, right, I've got Dave Rogers. What do you get a man who's just so happy and bubbly all the time? He's a people person. I thought you 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 get him a human being. So I thought, who is the best possible person I can invite down to enjoy a pint with Dave Rogers? And in the we group keep chat, calling him Dave Rogers, though. it's so official. He's D Rogers, isn't he? He's Dave D. Rogers. Rogers, Dave Rogers, Dave doesn't matter. Um, and I thought he is a big fan of Luke Northmore's. We were full of praise for him in the group chat at the time, and I thought he's the man, he's the man. So, and he's so, injured, so well, I thought did, he's probably did, got availability. Did you have a contingency plan if he said, No, mate, I'm busy, I've got better things to do? You know what? I started <laughs> to panic because he, I was impressed about how quickly he said yes. I thought, okay, that's good. That's instilled <laughs> me with confidence that I won't bother getting a contingency plan. Then as the days went by, obviously we weren't texting back and forth because I sort of didn't want to bother him and he had injury uh, recovery to do. And the days got closer. And then he goes, oh, um, I've got to have a, a leg injection. It's been pushed back, so I might be a little bit late. And I'm starting to think, all right, well, it's not a problem. He can kind of rock up whenever. 
but then how do I deliver my secret Santa news? <laughs> and then it arrived two hours late. So I started to think, what is my contingency plan? What was the budget? About 15 quid? 15 quid, yeah. I thought maybe I'll just go stick 15 quid on Quinns to win the league or something and he can have that <laughs> next month. But no, I had faith in Luke Northmore. I didn't do that. Instead, I spent my 15 quid on getting him pints and a few more as well. And a few more, yeah. But no, that's class, isn't it? It was um, it was a lot of fun. Luke's a great boy. And he's um, he's going to join us in Cardiff. So yeah, like Will said, five o'clock is your call time. It is going to be, well, is it going to be quite busy? Well, I hope it's going to be quite busy. The bar suit, um, it fits around 100 or so people, doesn't it? So it will be a little bit of a tight squeeze, we hope, because obviously we want lots of people to come. First the, come, first served. It will be first come, first served. There's no tickets on the door, nothing like that. No fiver to get in, none of that. Just rock up. And listen to us blabber on for an hour or so. We'll have a few things planned, a few fun, fun games, all that sort of stuff. If you can't make it in or if it's not your cup of tea, the Quinzer meetup is about two minutes down the road. So hopefully we're all going to sort of finish around roughly around the same time doing what we're ever doing pre-game. And then we'll all get over into Cardiff Arms Park about an hour or so before kickoff and enjoy some of the pre-game atmosphere. And Luke Northmore wasn't my only Quinns player interaction in recent weeks. Oh, here we go. I was back to work this week and also back in the gym this week. And I won't name the gym because I don't want to make it public in case he gets harassed. He probably won't. But I was in the sauna and I'm sat there. And it's just me and one other person in there. He's a big bloke, like properly built. And I'm thinking, he looks a lot like Will Collier. And I'm thinking, well, Collier wouldn't live around here. Surely he lives up in sort of Guildford or something or Surrey area where he can get to training easily and he's got a nice house. And I'm thinking, well, Will Collier wouldn't be at my gym. I'm sat in the sauna thinking, is it him? Is it not him? But it's it's dark. You can't really tell. And he's kind of sat just, just by the door. So there's a slither of light on him. I'm thinking, I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> And then I, I get a glimpse and he's waxed his chest. And I thought, oh, that's that's not Will Collier then. Like Will Collier doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would wax his chest. So <laughs> I was just like, oh, well. And at this point, it's getting quite hot. I've been in there about five, ten minutes. I'm thinking, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just try and... Is this sauna or steam room? Sauna. Sauna. Right, okay. Yeah, the dry one. And um, I'd got in the sauna after him. So I've got this thing in my head. I'm quite competitive where if I get in the sauna... Are you going to compare yourself to Tyson Fury and Klitschko? You've heard that story, haven't you? With them. I haven't, no. Tyson Fury and Klitschko years and years ago on some training. They've outlasted each other in the yeah, sauna. Yeah, before Fury was ever even a proper fighter and Klitschko, really? I think, was coming up. They had they were in there for like 45 minutes or something stupid. Fucking like, hell. That one, can't of be those, one of those ridiculous stories. But yeah, go on. All right. No, yeah, I'm like that. If I come in... I can't then leave before the person already in front of me is is left. Ridiculous. I have to outlast them. Ridiculous. Um, so anyway, such guy... a such a false like sense of competition. <laughs> I just I, also you lose track of time in there. There's no real sense of time. Anyway, he gets up and starts to walk towards the door. He's got his towel around him. As he goes to open the door, it, his towel drops, and I see these twin budgie where? smugglers. I'm about to say, where's this going? <laughs> I see these Quinn's budgie smugglers and I think, that has got to be Will Collier. There is absolutely no way somebody built like that is going to be walking <laughs> around wearing Quinn's budgie smugglers. So I'm pretty sure it was him. I didn't I didn't catch him after that. Oh, he didn't stop, didn't stop the chat? No, mate, I was in the sauna and he just got out. Oh, you could have said, Will, he's great. Great of the pod. He's, been, he's one of our most listened to oh, episodes mate, ever. 100%, but I spent most of that interaction trying to figure out if it was actually him or not because it was almost pitch black in there. Um, so very funny. I didn't the way you started that was, was Will Collier. Like I didn't some, he lived around here. 
sounded like some weird sort of fan fiction thing where you've. I did think if I tell your way, the story, it's going to sound way through, incredibly weird. But... Fought your way through the dark steam room and sat on his lap and oh, sorry, Will, I didn't see you there. <laughs> no different to spotting someone on the bus and not quite figuring out who they are. No well, sh- should we uh, part that and do some rugby chat? Before yes. Everyone, before yeah, people think you are stalking big, the whole squad. Let's talk about five big points and sitting top of the five, tree. Five big points. Should we do some selection? Because it's been a bit of a funny week with, I say, injury concerns, things we knew about, things we didn't know about. But, you know, we've worked out that Marcus, and I mentioned on comments actually, he was on a, an RFU imposed rest week, um, which le- leads me to believe that he's going to be, you know. Not sure I trusted the commentary because they called him Sam Walker <laughs> and Jack <laughs> Riley. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, but we'll get away from that. Um, but we knew that Marcus was away. We saw that um, some eagle-eyed, somebody on social media saw him on a beach somewhere with his girlfriend and there was speculation as to whether it was up in Whitby Beach, but it looked a bit hot. I think it would turn out to be Dubai, but Marcus wasn't around. Um, injury to Marla, injury to Danny Kerr, neither of which we know the severity of. Hopefully not too bad. Hopefully they're back fit, fresh and firing soon. Injury to Dino Lamb. Injury to the captain, Steph Levis. Sort of, you know, we're, we're not bare bones. We're, yeah, we're, I'm massive. I don't know about you, mate, but we're seriously depleted. I'm concerned. There's still a long way left to go in this season. It's not perfect, but, you know, it's the nature of the game. We've had a tough period and obviously, you know, we now are now going into, or we've just been in one of our, you know, quote unquote easier games of the season. And we know that, Cardiff, you know, we're going to be absolutely no shoe in whatsoever, but you know, they're not they might not be at the same level as Racing or Toulouse. Um, but there was, you know, there was plenty of changes, weren't there? So we had a Baxter, Walker, Collier, Ernie, saw Chisholm back at six, which I thought was really good. Will Porter got the nod at nine. Cameron Anderson maintained his spot on the wing, and then we had Lovejoy Chawatama back on the bench. Jordan Ells covering the loose head. Chandler Cunningham South back in the fold. Launchbury was moved to the bench, which I think was good because he's got through a lot of work. And it also meant that George Hammond was back fit. Lennox Anyanwu, Liner back in the fold, as was Max Green covering at 21. So it was a bit of a fret, a sort of change side. A lot of it enforced. I don't think many of it, Mar- yeah. maybe Bar Marcus was through sort of, you know, again, quote unquote, rest weeks or rotation weeks or all that stuff that people are moaning about in the minute. But there was a there was a few changes, but it turned out all okay. Oh I think that's it though. I think it would have been nice to have had the choice to rotate as opposed to it being enforced upon us. We have got the most ridiculous injury list I can remember us having in a long, long time. It would be an unbelievable sevens team. And it'd be good crack on the night out. Well, like, you've got, <laughs> well, in there, you've got Danny Kerr in there, Luke North. I'm not, Ken I'm not, I'm not like, sure. Some of the players that we've got on the shelf at the moment. Will Joseph, another one. I'm not sure Marla's getting through many minutes of playing sevens, but I know what you mean. No, and actually I saw on, I think it was his Instagram story, it looked like he was in a sling. So I don't think he'll be back anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, I think he'll be okay. He's been doing podcasts and stuff this week. He, I think he's fine. I think maybe, I'm sure they would have liked to have rested him this week anyway. And maybe just a little knock made a guarantee that he was going to sit out this week. I am um, I'm starting to get concerned about the backs a bit. A little well, bit. But but again it's at what point are you allowed to or what point do you make the decision to make an injury replacement, injury signing? Good question. Yeah, I don't, we've, done I don't... It, we've done it before in recent know. years. Well, we did it with um Josh Bassett, didn't we? He was on effectively long term yes, injury cover. Yeah we did. Yeah we did. Um I um I can't imagine we're too far away from one of those. I don't know the sort of 
the rulings around it and when you can do it and when they can come and all that sort of stuff. That's sort of outside my uh, outside my PayPal bracket. I mean, look but... at the shelf, mate. Look at everyone injured. Yeah. It's not now. I don't know when. You must have no players left by the time you can make one. But, they, but this is what we said at the start of the season, isn't it? This is the strongest that we've had in terms of depth for a long time. And yeah. it's it's needing to it's leading to show now, isn't it? Well, and that will lead us on to talking about the game itself. A big 24 points to three win away up in Newcastle on a Friday night. It was a banana skin fixture for us with so many bodies out, with a long way to go. And with Newcastle sort of fighting tooth and nail to get their first win, a record home crowd for them this season it kind of had the recipe for disaster for us and it was brilliantly navigated. It was a gun start. It couldn't have been a better start. The kickoff was on the money. The kick chase was perfect. The intensity that came with it, forced a few errors, get a scrum pen, didn't need the pen. We go off the back of it anyway. Nick David's over within 67 seconds. It was the perfect start to settle a few nerves. But also we had sort of 15, I mean, obviously we scored early doors. It almost looked a little bit forward, actually, Nick Davis' try. Maybe it just sort of went forward out the, well, went backwards out the hands and, you know, floated forward with, with the momentum and all that sort of stuff. But it wasn't it wasn't the perfect start, was it? Other than the try, and obviously we still had a bit of an issue off the tee where Edwards wasn't kicking no, brilliantly. But then we had well, 15, 20 minutes of possession and territory and kept coughing up the ball on their own five, really? on their, their five-metre line. True, I think it's very easy for us to say that sat in our warm living rooms in South West London when it's sleeting and windy and horrible up north on a Friday night. I think it really is tricky to to make sure you really execute your skills, make your kicks, claim the ball. Newcastle was spilling it like it was a bar of soap. So yeah. I don't know if that was just poor handling from them or an element of the conditions, but it didn't seem to affect us as badly as it affected them. So, And whilst- to be fair, they were also missing the likes of Carreras and Moroni. So they were a few men down here and there, weren't they? Not even close to what we had. Though. No, of course, but Not you know, close. when in 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 terms of what their squad offers, losing Carreras and Moroni is quite a big deal. Yeah, of course, of course. When you rely on players like that because you've not got a lot else elsewhere, it shows a little bit more. But I um I hear you. Those opening fifteen minutes, we left a few chances begging. Again, there'll be a time when those start to click, and that will be when we're at our best. And we were in a fortunate position where we were able to still get the job done anyway. But those 15 minutes, I thought there were signs of promise. They barely had the ball. The first score, I thought, was actually really nice. You had all your backs running the perfect lines. You had great handling. You had great passing decisions. And it was great execution right from the start. I think it then got trickier. I think the game became a little bit more, not frantic, but it felt like there were bodies everywhere all the time. There was no fluidity to it. And I think part of that is because of our defence. I thought our defence was as good as I've seen it for a long time. I thought our line speed was aggressive. I thought the intensity and the contact was brilliant. I think we forced a lot of their handling errors. And in that opening 15 minutes, despite only getting one score and being 5-0 up, I think we've really asserted ourselves on the game and almost set ourselves up for further success later on. Yeah. I know what you mean. It just If you, if, if you think about when they got that penalty... And we're going to skip ahead a bit, a little bit here. Just before half time, they get that. Yeah. They're only 10 0 down. They're at home. They haven't scored a try. They've got a record crowd. Go for the corner. Go and try and score. Yeah, but also. But actually, you've just had 30 minutes of being nailed in the contact and ridiculous yeah. line speed. And you're thinking, maybe we just take the points. So I do think we earned some of that. We earn a bit of credit there, I think. It's not so obvious in the immediacy, but then. Fast forward 30 minutes and they've got a penalty in front of the sticks. 
They decided to take three instead of go for a try and get themselves back in it. Do you remember they did it at the Stoop as well when we played them early in the season? I think we were at least a couple of two tries ahead and they took three and I think it was Jennings kicking that day, shanked one off the outside of the boot and it didn't quite sort of go their way. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's those That little 15-minute spell where we just didn't quite have the accuracy to go and make it pay. When we had all, I think it was worse because we had all the running. We'd fired a few shots. They could barely get their hands on the ball and it, we just didn't have the accuracy to go over. We could have killed the game in the first 15 minutes by scoring three or four tries. And if yeah. we play, for example, let's say Cardiff next week, the game pans out in a similar fashion. The first 15 minutes, we do get the score and then the hammer's down. If we don't have that level of ac- accuracy, better sides might find ways to get back in the game. Maybe because we were playing Newcastle, we were maybe just resting on our laurels a fraction. I don't know. But... I don't know about that. I, I thought our intensity was good. But also, you know, you got to remember it's it's a much changed side. It's a very different side it to what we, yeah. you know. So, what you know, having the desire for seamless, effective attacking rugby when there's been changes in a lot of positions is is a lot to ask for. And it's you know, it's not so. an easy. It's it's conditions weren't great as it always does, is up at Newcastle. I know it's it's sort of quite cliche, but it was wet, cold, windy, and horrible. So, you no know, well, difficult. You, you... You've also got different conductors, haven't you? Your nine and your ten are different. So, well, the nines and tens were very different, weren't they? When Will Porter went off the pitch, Adam Radwan in the bin. What do you think of the card? Because I've got, um, I have, I have, mi- I have mixed feelings on it. Yeah, I remember watching it in real time, thinking, "Oh, that looked a little bit late." And then play carried on for about another five minutes. I thought, "Ah, oh, maybe they've looked at it and it's fine, and we're just carrying on." And then it cuts to Will Porter, who is just drenched in blood. Literally everywhere, it's pouring yeah. down the front of his face, the back of his head, his left-hand side. Absolute warrior. He was still tackling. He was still chasing kicks. He was still very much in the game. He looked like he was. his head was fine. I don't think he was concussed or anything. I think he was very much tuned in still. It must have just been that he failed his HIA because the cut was so severe that they, they couldn't fix it up to go back out there. I but also wonder... It was only on the replay, mate, that I realised that Radwan had put him into the advertising hoardings. Yeah. Horrible, horrible head collision. You don't quite yeah. see it on the camera, but to put your head into an electronic advertising board and split it open that badly, it must have been a horrid, horrid piece of contact. And then to see that it was a no-arms-late shot is is dirty. And to, to have that impact, it's a dangerous tackle that's resulted in a head injury. And just it doesn't have to be head on head for it to be a red card, no. No, I'm I'm putting my sort of neutral hat on here because I think you see the injury and you think, God, that's really bad. It must be red, and you yeah. see the sort of impact of. It's dangerous to get into a position where you give cards based on the outcome of an injury. Though, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's if I'm putting my really neutral hat on, I think it's a yellow card because it's a late tackle and it's no arms, but it's you know around the waist or whatever it is. It's just the fact that, and again, it does for large because we are we are bagging Kingston Park and Newcastle a lot, but maybe it's just the way the pitch is set up at Newcastle where the advertising holdings are maybe in slightly too close a proximity to the pitch, so there's not a huge runoff. And unfortunately for Will, he ends up sort of colliding with something, whether it's the hoardings or whatever it was. I have a sneaky feeling, and this is just me, this is complete conjecture, I've got absolutely no idea, I have a sneaky feeling that maybe it wasn't the fact that he failed a HIA it might have been the fact that the cut was actually not a great one and they probably just thought, you know what, we back Max Green to get the job done. Let's not stick you back out there and risk you, given the fact we've already got Danny injured and if we can protect you 
for the rest of the game in a game that we might or the game that we should win, maybe well, we mate. can do. So I mean, maybe that's maybe that's part of the thinking. And also we saw him on the sideline in the second half on camera, sort of sitting there with a smile on his face. So he does look like he's okay. And hopefully it's maybe a stitch or two that heals up during the week and he's good to go for Cardiff. But that's my sneaky suspicion. That's an unbelievable vote of confidence from you for Max Green, by the way, because Max Green played about 45, maybe a little bit more minutes of rugby with Will Edwards, who... It's longer than that. Porter went off in the 25th, so he's played almost Did he really? 65 minutes, yeah. He really? Bloody hell. So he played 65 minutes with Will Edwards, who I think it was his first minutes of the season as well, if I'm not incorrect. He's had to wait no, until start, started at Gloucester, didn't he? Jeff came off the bench. Okay, well, there you go then. From but the still, you know, now, it's, yeah, it's, it's a long time, it's a long season, time, isn't it? So. And was on the bench last week at big game, but yeah. It's a, and, actually, and the game wasn't done, the game wasn't done. No, of course point. not, but I think... What was it, 10-0 at that point? Uh, 10... Yeah, it would have been 10-0 when he came off nil, 25 uh, No, they scored just after when the card was done, so we were 5-0 and then it was 10 just after the card was scored with a man with a man off. But yeah, it was... um. Yeah, I, I just, I just get the sense that was that was what it was. And again, it, I'm not I'm doing doing a lot of it. I'm bagging Newcastle a lot, like like it's a like it's a gimme. But maybe it was just the fact that with with Danny being a little bit injured, and if we can just protect Porter, that might have been the case. But we go into half time at ten three. It's not been a, a classic, has it? Brett Connan slots the penalty five minutes before the break. How are you feeling at half time? Are you feeling because we were having a bit of a chat, weren't we, about whether it's it's just get the win or whether the bonus point is absolutely oh, a bottom line. Uh, well, I think, funnily enough, I think you and I were the only people unanimous that it had to be maximum five points. It had to be yeah. four tries. I think we left a lot of tries out there in the first half. Oh, God, two or three at least. Yeah. Two. So I think we should definitely have been looking at a bonus point. And 10-3 up, I was frustrated because when the clock was in the red, we should have kicked the ball off and gone in 10-3 up at half time. We kick it upfield, they run it back. And they nearly scored to make it 10 all, which would have been the most undeserved 10 10 at half time I think mm. I've ever seen. So I was anxious because it felt like there was that underdog in them that could cause an upset. It felt like there was a try in them at any time that would be imposed by our own downfall. Fortunately, it never came. And the way we played that second half, was probably one of the most professional performances I've seen from our group of lads this season. Yeah. I think to say. It given was... the rotation, given the different players at the helm, the halfbacks really, really controlled the game. And to get the job done in the way they did without conceding a point in the second half just couldn't have been a more professional performance. It was absolutely brilliant to watch. It wasn't a typical Quinn's performance. The two second half tries were both forward dominant tries. Yeah. The first one off the back of a rolling mall. The best bit about that try for me is Jack Walker's patience. Because he's he's at the back of that rolling mall and it's not moving. It isn't moving. And the ref calls really, that's yeah. one. Yeah. And then normally when the ref calls that's one, your scrum half comes in, he gets yeah. it off your hooker and he fizzes it out wide. But no, we just held on to it for a fraction of a second. Dommers comes and joins. And then Dommers and Wacker decide, you know what? Just We're peeling off. off. Yeah. And off they went and they got it down. So that try was down to a bit of patience and persistence, which is not something you tend to see with us too much. And it's something that we lacked in the first half, but we were able to apply straight away in the second half. So I was really pleased with that score in particular. And the hookers are racking up a few tries this year, aren't they? Oh, Sam, aren't they? Sam Riley's getting a few off the back of that he... rolling mall and uh, Jack Walker's joining the fun. But it's a little bit disappointing to not score another try in the last 25 minutes. You know, we saw the last try in the 55th minute. Did we really? Yeah. 
Did you really? But yeah. it was a horrible game. Oh, I know, but it just... It was just about winning. And then as, yeah. soon as, that, as soon as that was tied up, it was just about controlling the game. And they I mean, had a couple of good breaks and I thought we defended well. Actually, I, I was. I think that's one of the highlights in the game for me. It couldn't have been a more rounded performance to score four tries and get the bonus point away on the road and keep them out without a single try conceded. Yeah. You're being very positive, which I'm enjoying. Yeah. You're, being very, you're being very positive. I don't think... I don't think that's an easy win at all. No, no, it's, I, and, and I know it's, you look at it on paper and it's very yeah. easy to look at it on the face of it. Every time you play Newcastle, you expect five points. And I did yeah. expect five points, but the way in which we manufactured it, I thought was really impressive. Yeah. Did you? What do you think of um, Radwan's face? He, to me, he looked like... You Terrifying. Know, Harvey Dent in um, in the, one of the Batman films after he gets half his face. Oh, well, I was going to go for Anakin Skywalker when he became Darth Vader. I've not seen Star Wars. What? I've never seen a Star Wars film. I don't believe that reference is dead to you. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this and not join them! No, I've never seen a, never seen a single minute of a Star Wars film ever. So that's that's, that's, that's wholly disappointing. Anyway, there wasn't lost. too much else that happened in the second half, so let's talk about the other try. Yeah. Again, patience from the forwards, forward dominance paying off, just keep battering away at the line. And then it was George Hammond returning to the starting 15, returning to the squad, manages to get over and just about dot it down the line. Just about. He's having yeah. some season, isn't he? You talk about the hookers scoring tries. He's racked up quite a few as well. And it was important to see him back with Stefan Dino now going to be on the shirt with injury. And he started the season brilliantly, George Hammond, didn't he? He almost made that shirt his own. And Ernie actually has been... Yeah, I was coming getting better and better as the season's gone on. So seeing sort of the enforcer and then George Hammond's a bit more of a sort of set piece type second row, obviously gets Joe Launchbury a big rest as well. We'd imagine that he'll start on Saturday at Cardiff, but to see those two both go well was really important because, 100%. like you say, losing Stefan, losing Dino in quick succession last Saturday meant that we needed to see at least George getting George Hammond back in the picture. I wasn't sure how much we were going to see of Ernie this season, but every time we have seen him, he's been absolutely brilliant. And I wouldn't be mad if we see a lot more of him. Given the amount of injuries we've got, he's he's very deserving and definitely pushing for his shirt as well. I think that's what's really important about the squad depth is you haven't just got players sitting there waiting to to step in when called upon. You've got players coming in and then tearing up the turf, getting ready to claim the shirt. They want to take it for themselves. I think that's what's really impressive about Ernie. And as you say, he's added to his game this year. He looks really really threatening ball in hand going forwards now. Yeah, he's carrying well. We saw from him last season. So, yeah, I'm very pleased with how he's going. And, you know, the, well, not the best bit of the Friday night news, but certainly one of the brilliant bits about Friday night is that Sale got turned over on their home patch against Bristol. So, and neither team picked up a bonus point as well. It's a bit weird now when I look at the table because I sort of think, you know, oh, do we want someone like Bath to keep winning because maybe they're going to be up there regardless or do you want to maybe squash the table even more and hope that we uh, they had to away. lose for me yeah. sell losing is always funny sell losing especially a, at home A it's funny especially to Bristol who never oh, Bristol. imagine losing at home to Bristol <laughs> I know so it was uh, that was that was enjoyable because it means that you know just for the night before whatever happens down at Sandy Park this weekend we are top of the table should we I mean look What's going to happen this weekend? Two, well, two more things from the Newcastle game. All right, go on then. Yeah. Because it was a weird old game, and it's easy to talk about the four tries. But there's two things I want to celebrate a bit. Tyrone Green's kicking from hand, I thought was exceptional. I thought he was every time. 
he's getting and, back to his best. We've said it for a few weeks now, but he he is very nearly back to his full potential. He's not known for his kicking, though, is he? He's no, not, he's not. not. What you think of, but everything he did out of hand was on the money. And as a forward pack working tirelessly in conditions like that against a grumbly Newcastle pack as well, to see him take the ball and knock a 50-22, there must be no better feeling as a forward. Yeah, that was very yeah. that was very Sauntering up to the 22, knowing that you've got the line out here. Yeah. <laughs> also, just Alex Dombrant almost jumped on the uh, 5022 bandwagon as well. Nearly it twice, was, actually. It was about six inches from getting his yeah. own. He I'm not did. sure that's a, uh, a stat he would have sort of had in his midweek review from the games. Oh, Dommers, your carries are great, your tackles great. We're getting on the scoreboard, you're getting hands on the ball, but mate, your 5022 stats are lacking. Yeah, he can do it all. The other one for me was that Finn backs the monster hit. Yeah, brilliant. It was the end of the second half. You know, the best thing about it for me was that it was textbook Joe Marler. He <laughs> absolutely creamed him, but he creamed him at waist height. Yeah. Just leveled him. It was yeah. textbook Joe Marler, and it's so good to see the master and the apprentice and how that's coming to life. And Big couple of weeks coming up for Finn. Huge week. Huge week, because I think he's going to be involved probably starting again against Cardiff. Yeah, You'd imagine that might venture a little bit further into January as well against Ulster and potentially Leicester but yeah. I thought he scrummaged brilliantly I thought we had them on toast oh, yeah. scrum, scrum was, was loose. he's got delicate hands as well yeah. he's carrying a lot more and a lot more aggressively and again so, we sound like broken records most weeks but some of the yeah. turnovers that some of the turnovers that Will Evans came up with was just uh, yeah. out, out yeah. of this world let's hear from the rest of you it's time for some three word reviews our good friend Bears has given us three three-word reviews, so I'll, I'll read his three out. Banana skin squished. Baxter's the boy and Chiz is back. Chiz, again, really starting to find some form, isn't he? We started off with that brilliant performance yeah. down in Bath. Did well against um, Gloucester at big game, and he's now you know probably going to get another start this weekend. Tim Turner, team selection vindicated. And David Stockton, Five essential points, and I think that is very, very true. They were essential points in the in the context of our season. Absolutely, Edward Grocock says efficient job done, which is bang on the money for me. Sam Harrison says Baxter for England. I don't think it would be out of the question to see him at least in the initial squad. Who knows where else that'll end up? Baxter for England is a great one from Teddy. Stop the count. Top of the <laughs> going into the weekend. And then Henry Miller also says, thanks for commentary. I think that was quite fun this week because because we watched it from home on the TV, we were able to tweet a little bit more. So, yeah. um, the, the interesting thing about that one is he's also put a New Zealand flag. So I imagine he's down oh. under. So I don't know if they get PR TV down under. We barely get it in the UK. <laughs> terrible. But I'm pleased that our kind of unfiltered commentary on Twitter throughout the game is, is providing some people entertainment. Two more from me. At Barrington Scott, cheered from Belgium. So the international contingent. We've got New Zealand and Belgium ticked off this nice. week to keep them coming from overseas. Nice. And at Canada Scott, I'm not sure if it's from Canada or not, or Canada Scott, I think it is, worth a trip. So I'm glad you had a good weekend. Hopefully you're out on the on out on the tune this weekend enjoying what Newcastle has to offer after five points. And then last two from me, Owen O'Leary, professional second half. It's exactly what we were just saying, actually. I'm glad everyone else is seeing it that way as well. It was efficient. It was professional. We played the right way. We got the job done. And finally, Ed Walker, bloody Will Porter. I can't get my head around it, mate. It was one of the worst blood injuries I've seen in a long time. Bloody Will Porter. We were saying bloody Will Porter 
few months back when he was slagging us off against Bristol. But never mind, we've uh, we've passed that now. I was um, disappointed he didn't lead the quarters, to be honest. <laughs> I know we d- we'll, everyone's going to listen to this sort of retrospectively, but I know this is this is a little bit of fun because we don't often get to do it. Exeter Northampton, Leicester Saracens, Bath, Glo- predictions? Bath Gloucester. Give me give me your three winners. So we currently sit top with 36 points. And I said it last week, let's not look at the numbers on the left. Let's look at the numbers on the right, which is a hard thing to do when you're top because it is a good bit of fun, isn't it? I think Exeter will beat Northampton at home and I think they will go above us. Okay. Sale lost. Bath will beat Gloucester and they will probably get a bonus point because they're playing at home. So I think they will go above us. Saracens, Leicester. I think Leicester looked really good on paper. They're playing at home. And it's also, Brown, new contract for Brownie this week. Yeah, Brownie will bag and do the job for us. I think Leicester will do Saracens. So I think we'll finish this round in third place below Exeter and below Bath. And Saracens have got a bit of a changed team this week. I'm looking at it now. They're you know fully changed front row. Itoji, Tizard, McFarlane. They look good in the back row. I'd like it. I mean, obviously, I always be a good game. It'd be nice always. watching that one sitting comfortably. Knowing the top. <laughs> always want Saracens to lose, but no. If uh, if Leicester can do a job on them and Brownie gets a couple of tries, then um, that's absolutely fine by me. Before we wrap up, we do need to look ahead to the next block of European rugby. We have spoken a lot about Cardiff, which we're always going to focus on because we've also got Ulster coming up as well. But let's look specifically to this weekend, Cardiff. Right, Cardiff away in Europe. It's our second away trip of the season. Racing was first up. We then had to lose at home. We are now on the road again. It's Cardiff. It's not so far. It's going to be another good turnout. I think there are a lot of Queens fans going down. I think I'm on a. I think it's a roughly midday train from. I was. Do you know what? I was just looking. Someone just te- someone just texted me asking what uh, what train we're on. So we are getting about the 12, 12, 12, 13, I think, at yeah, uh, uh, Paddington. So we Something. should be landing in Cardiff for about quarter past two. Spot on. And we can't. Well, what do we do there? We can't. We, can't yeah, we, can oil, we can oil up a little bit. We can oil up a little bit, but we can't, get absolutely, we can't get... We've become our most deluded and really passionate <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, We've got to be a little bit careful. We've got deluded people, Quins at our best. It's we, what we, people want to see, isn't it? I, mate, people don't want to see two drunk idiots sitting on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's what, what they Dave want. Dave Rogers and Luke North. <laughs> <laughs> no, should we put ourselves on a, on a sort of pre-show beer limit on the train? I'll have a couple of looseness. Yeah, it'll be good fun, mate. A couple it's of a cans. Nice Come yeah, on, a couple, nice couple of cars just, just to wet, just to wet the whistle. Just make sure you can get your words out. It'll be absolutely fine. Struggle with it most weeks. <laughs> I um, I'm really excited about this one. I think it's one we looked at and thought of all the teams in our pool, this is one where we feel most confident. And How also, it- we, we were robbed of it a couple of years ago, weren't we? We were going to right. go, and then and then the COVID stuff came in, so we were robbed of Cardiff we, a couple of years ago. So it's been in the making. Kind of segue me into my however there. My however is. We thought that last time, and I think it took a last-minute kick from Marcus Smith for us to beat them 36-33. Oh, God, that was a long time. I, I, remember, I remember the game, but not well. I do remember Marcus kicking the penalty in the red to get us over the line, yeah. That horrible green kit. So, um, oh, God. It's not easy. Yeah. And any Welsh team's tough to play, and we're going to go down there. We're going to give it a good crack. We're going to have, hopefully, a few big names back. But as it stands at the moment, we are a little bit lightweight, and they are... 
they are struggling in their league, I think it's fair to say, but... The only time I've watched them, though, this year... superstars, haven't they? Yeah, but the only time I watched them this year was when they played Bath at the Arms Park when D-Rose was on commentary, and they were unbelievable that night. Yeah, they've got some almost players. Almost put Bath to the sword. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who we have at wing that day trying to defend Josh Adams, because we've rotated it a little bit in recent weeks, so... Mm. I imagine he'll be on the right wing, which means it'll be maybe Cam Anderson, maybe Lina comes back in, who knows? Not an easy gig for whoever's defending him, but it's an important one. And hopefully maybe if it is Cam Anderson, he can do a job on him like he did his Welsh teammate, Louis Rees-Summit. And I think I saw on Twitter that their two props, Domachowski and Aserati, someone's going to have to help me out on the pronunciation, both signed new contracts this week. So they have yeah. a bit of a sure faith in them. So, you know, plenty of work for Baxter and Collier, your mate from the sauna. So... You should, probably, you should probably tweet him, actually. So, Is that what you're going with, is it? Because we should talk about selection. I think I start Dylan Lewis for this one, mate. Former Cardiff boy. He'll be bang up for it. Good question, give, William. Give Cole 20, 25 off the bench. I think I'd go with Dylan Lewis for this one, you know. And I would have gone with Jared Evans as well, but he's obviously on yeah. the shelf as well. And Big Dill was obviously unbelievable last time out in Europe pre-Toulouse, yeah. wasn't he, against Racing? awesome. He was world-class. Yeah. So... That doesn't bother me at all. Wacker, you, yeah. Wacker O'Reilly, bit of a coin toss. Happy with either? Um, I'd probably go Wacker if I'm going with Dylan Lewis, just yeah. because Wacker's a little bit more experienced than Riley, and Lewis is probably a little bit less experienced than Collier. Ernie and Hammond? No, I'll go Launchbury. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, are you going, well, who, who, who are you partnering with Launch then? I'll probably go Launch and Ernie, and I'd go I'm, Hammond at six. I'm, oh, Hammond at six? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. Not, no, no, no. no, I, no I think, I think it, he's he's similar in that sense to Dino. When he plays six, he plays pretty well. He's good. You need Hammond for the line out, and he's great in the loose, and he can I, carry well. I just think because he's only just come back from injury, I think two on the trot might be a stretch too far. And I think you've got enough options at six, so I'm probably going to stay with Chiz. Well, well if you Ch- go with Chiz, in that case, I think you start Hammond and have Ernie on the bench. Nah, I disagree. I just think Ernie no and yeah, Ernie, Ernie Mate, launched Hammond's Chiz. world class. Yeah, but he's only just come back from injury. And the last thing he wants to do is break more players. No, I, dis- I disagree. I think if Hammond's just had the most unbelievable start to the season, he's come back, he's fit again, he's put yeah. in performance, he's scored. Now let him put down a mark. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not him- angry with either. You've got but- to give him a shot for the Six Nations squad, I reckon. <laughs> I'm English not- second row is not good. I'm not angry with either, but I am. Uh, I'd be picking Ernie Launch, and I'm keeping Chiz at six, and I'd have Hammond on the bench. I just think after having a few weeks off and with our stock depleted in the second row as it currently stands, I wouldn't give him back to back starts. I'd come in off the bench. Wev and Dom. Wev Dom Brandt Chiz at six. Charlie coming himself off the bench. Nice. When do you rest Wev or Domers? And you rest with all Thomas. Um, well, to be fair, Thomas came off today in about the 50th minute. So yeah, that's true. that's 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 his break as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he just yeah. needs to keep playing. And also, I think I think Thomas is just so desperate to, to just pummel, it, pummel his way back into the, the yeah, England shirt. So you know what? If you're Alex Dombrand trying to get back in the England shirt for the Six Nations, you probably want to play both of these European games, don't you? And then finish with a big win at Leicester before you go off into camp. Yeah, and Webb also had a rest against Bath where he came off the bench so he's sort of you know taken a few minutes out of his tank but no I'm um, going yeah cheers one thing about Brent. um about Wev he he's, he was play, he's almost playing scrum half tonight wasn't he he was spent he's, so much time at the back of the breakdown man. distributing the he's ball so good he's unlucky that the English back row is just ridiculously 
stacked. Yeah, it's yeah. just stacked at the moment. But there is an England Saxons game yeah. with Six Nations. I think it's at Welford Road in February time. Yeah. Will Evans must be itching for a shot. And as a Quince fan, do we want him involved in that game? I think so. I think you want. I think. I think you want to go and see your boys playing national rugby as much as they can. I think you know. I don't think it will be out of the question to see. Well, if Baxter's not in the main squad, well, that's what I was, I was about to say. Baxter squad. Baxter and Riley, Riley or Wacker. I don't know how the sort of hooker position is going to shape up in the Six Nations. I see both of them playing that. We're obviously getting a bit sidetracked here, but yeah. you know, I think I think if there are boys that are going to get the nod to go and play in that Saxons game. Hundred yeah, percent. I I love the Saxons. I think it's brilliant. Well, it's old old school, isn't it? It's oh, I love thing, it. Yeah. It's great, and it's also playing against I think Portugal tier two nation. Yeah. So it's great for them as well. Shelford Road and not the stoop. We've been got that on the stoop. They can have another fixture in and get down for a, a game just across the road from HQ, giving a taste <laughs> for it. What it's like in Southwest London, and that'd be class. <laughs> I think we'd genuinely sell that out as well. As we do most things, but what about the back? <laughs> what, about, what about the backs then? Are we going to assume that Porter's going to be fit? Are we assuming that Danny's going to be back? I think. Dan, I think we assume Danny's back, and I think Porter could play if he's got a scrum hat. Yeah, maybe. Let's see how his head heals this week. Stick, stick the head give on it. Protect, if, protect. If not, it's Danny and Max Green, and I yeah. was really impressed with Max Green. And then Marcus will be back at ten. Yeah, Andre Beards. I'd Death. like to think Joseph will be back. No one knows what's wrong with Joseph, do we? Yeah, we haven't really heard. Um, and then on he the wings... us on Instagram today, though. Did you see that? Did he? Yeah, well, Joseph followed the pod. Oh, there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll maybe. be listening. Drops a DM, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Are you Are okay? Uh, and then they, David Green, definitely. And then whether they stick with the Cam Anderson or whether we go back to Lewis Liner, who knows, but it'll be it's, roughly the same. It's quite it? an easy decision, I think. If you want to fight fire with fire and score tries, you go Lewis Liner. If you want to pick a player that's going to keep Josh Adams quiet, you go for Cam Anderson. And he has done it the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? Did an okay job on Rad One this evening, did a decent job on Resummit the week before. So Yeah, I don't think he offers too much in attack, but I don't think that's why he's being picked at the moment. Maybe not, and also he's a... Which is fine, Like he's, he's got a clear job. He's keep a full... Rad One quiet, yeah. Rad One didn't score. Keep Resummit quiet, Resummit didn't score. He's a fullback by trade as well, isn't he? So under the high ball looks good, kicks that hand. Yeah, I think he's a left-footed kicker. He's certainly shaped up quite well with a left-footed kick second half where there's one sort of came to him from Tyrone Green. It didn't look like it was an awkward left foot. So maybe that's another option. Um but yeah I think we'll be uh we'll be good. But the thing I'm most excited for mate is just having an, another U- European weekend. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Should we bring the flag to this one? Well we're probably gonna have to decorate it at the um at the at the live show aren't we? We're gonna have to hang that up somewhere I imagine. Hundred percent and we'll have to lay it out across the train table as a bit of a table cloth yeah, yeah. on the way down. Absolutely. Need to get on the platform like so we can get a nice big six seater. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while. Obviously, didn't miss out on Paris this year, so it's going to be uh, making up for lost time with a, a weekend in Cardiff. And it's also my interim of dry jam, so I'm uh, I'm sacrificing <laughs> yeah. that for the weekend in it's Cardiff. It's my one, maybe two if we... No, it'll, be, it'll just be Saturday, won't it? We definitely won't have a beer Friday or, or Sunday, but... Oh, I might have a beer Friday, right? No, no. Save it for Saturday, mate. Maybe. Not big on Saturday. It's my Save one dry jam where I'm allowed to drink. Call Save it your pennies. Now. But no, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'd not, we'll try and release a few more little bits of details as per the live show, but five o'clock, Tiny Rebel. It's literally 400 yards, probably even less away from the Cardiff Arms Park. Get yourself down at five o'clock, kicking off at 5.30. We'll be all wrapped up for 6.30 into the ground about an hour before kickoff, and then we will go long into the night somewhere in Cardiff. I've no idea where yet, 
but hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. And I've not actually been to a nightclub since I left university, so maybe this is my one. Uh, maybe this is my one return. It's happening. We're doing it. The live pod's happening. Come on down. Let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Next week's one will be a recording of our live episode, so it'll be something a little bit different for you. We'll try and cater for everybody in the room and everybody following up retrospectively. Enjoy the week. We look forward to Cardiff Away. If you're getting down, let us know. If you're coming to listen to us, get involved. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to make it interactive. Big five points this weekend. We finish this episode top of the league. We'll probably finish this weekend third, but for now we're happy. (laughs) Enjoy your weeks and we'll catch you next week. See you all in Cardiff. Come on, you Quins. <laughs>